Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ole Speaks podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode 199, one away. Hopefully we have some good things to talk about from a monumental 200th episode in a, in a few days. So if you want to listen to us for episode 199 and beyond, feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to give us a nice five-star rating or review. So with the Coppa Italia schedule being what it is, this is coming out uh, probably a few hours before Juventus plays Frosinone in the Coppa Italia quarterfinals. But to give you some midweek entertainment, hopefully it's entertainment, we are going to talk about a young Dutchman who just so happened to be in the news within the last few days. So what do you know? Joining me is our resident Dutchman who has a few years, although in the last episode he was bragging about how young he was or is. Uh, Chucks, hello Chucks. Hey, hey, yeah, good to be here again. Um, I'm, well, granted, almost twice as old as uh, as, <laughs> as the man we will be talking about today, uh, Dean yes. Domi Tyson. So, yes, yes I, I, uh, I am officially uh, twice as old as he is. So oh, okay. I've got that on you. I've got that on Dean. And uh, yeah, as Chuck said, we are we're going to be talking about Dean. Houston, did I say that right, Chuck? You're the Dutchman. Yeah, it, it is kind of an unusual uh, it's an unusual Dutch name. I, I guess I'll say it's uh, first of all the alliteration between Dean and Dolny. That's uh, I don't know if that was. Well, I mean, must have been intentional. But then, yeah, Heisen. I mean, I, I would say Heisen. Um, it's okay. just I guess yeah, the way it's spelled, it's U I J instead of U <laughs> Y. I guess anyway, Heisen is how I would say it. This is obviously how we envisioned starting this out. So Dean Housen, very little playing time at Juventus the first half of the season. Everything looked like he was about to head over to Frosinone to become the latest Juventus youngster to be at Frosinone on loan for the season. 
That didn't happen. And that's mainly because, as we joked last week about the little handshake between Jose Mourinho and young Dean after Juventus's win over Roma, apparently there was more behind it than we were, than we thought. So Roma comes in, offers Dean a uh, loan spell, which makes sense knowing that Roma is very much short on center backs because of AFCON and just general injuries uh, because Roma is Roma. So they are very much forced. Financial fair play reasons, is this, and this is what Jose Mourinho said, financial fair play basically prevented them from only bringing Dean in on loan. So it's a dry loan. Uh, Juventus reportedly getting around 700,000 euros as a, lo- as a loan fee, which for half a season seems like a pretty good amount to me. But uh, overall, knowing how all of this played out, Chucks, and obviously there's a lot to kind of pack into a short amount of time here, but your thoughts on, I guess, how it played out and then just kind of your thoughts on what you think about him going to Roma instead of a place like Frosinone. Yeah, of course, it, it surprised all of us, uh, this 11th hour, you know, change of mind or change of heart from, well, well, we don't, I guess we don't really know who changed their mind here, whether it was, you know, the club or, you know, the player house. And I get the suspicion. it was From, from what I can tell, Chucks, it seems like Roma came in and who knows if this was before the Mourinho handshake or after the Mourinho handshake and essentially offered up a loan spell for the rest of the season. And that's when things started to sway Roma's direction. And I mean, you can look at it of more playing time because of Roma's current center back situation, or you can look at it, you know, Frosinone has definitely hit the skids of these, the last month or so uh, in terms of results. And they're now looking like a probable relegation battler because I believe they're 14th, 15th after the, the this past weekend's results. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I feel like there's more than one reason, but the main reason is that Roma came in and Roma's just seemed like a more attractive option for, uh, for Dean and uh, Dean's father and the, the Hoisin family. I, I know I butchered it after what you just told me, <laughs> but uh, the, just kind of the, the entourage as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think either way, um, either club, so Hosinone or, or Roma, um, just from his perspective, either club would have been a good option for him. I think Hosinone for sure would have, you know, been, I don't want to say guaranteed playing time, but significant playing time. And obviously, given the relationship between the clubs, that would have just been a very smooth move for him and just been good for him playing wise. Going to Roma uh, is the. I would say, I guess, potential risk of once, you know, Evan Indica uh, comes yep. back, you know, um, that, I mean, he's obviously going to be, you know, ahead of um, Hassan, um in terms of playing. And if slash when, you know, injuries ease up, that, that's also a thing. However, I mean, Volmar is still in the Europa League. Um, they're playing, well, Feyenoord in the Europa League. So there you go. He'll uh, get to sort of go home <laughs> to, uh, you know, play in the Europa League. Now, if they if they have another deep run into the Europa League like last year, then, yeah, you can definitely see a situation where, I mean, not even see a situation. I think it's pretty much guaranteed that he will be playing, you know, quite a few games because they're also still in the Coppa Italia against, you know, play against uh, their city uh, friends, Lazio. So 
a lot depends on how far Roma goes in their, you know, respective competitions in their cup competitions. The further they go, the more need there is for someone like Harrison to, you know, play the uh, occasional game just to give, you know, other players a rest and again, injuries and all that. Now, if they don't make a deep run, so let's say they go out against Feyenoord and Lazio respectively, then, I mean, they'll be like us. They'll, they'll just be playing, you know, in the league. So less of a need there. But, I mean, I think still, he'll still be playing some games, especially because they play three center backs. So, you know, you need some cover there, as we know, you know, playing with Juve, you need some cover there. You need really, I mean, if you're playing three center backs, you really need at least five first team center backs and then you know one that's kind of like is especially playing the thursday sunday seeing if they advance in the europa league uh like you were saying if they you know as as we know from juventus last season that's third that thursday sunday grind is not easy when it comes to especially the second half of that equation so yeah having as much depth and i know you know knowing that juventus are very much pretty comfortable at the top four uh, in this case, and who Juventus has been linked to in the gen- January transfer market, people are starting to kind of think of Juventus setting up depth for next season involving the Champions League. And that's, you know, that's like, hey, you know, is five center backs knowing if, you know, three five two is is the way forward here going into next season. Five center backs is a good number, six center backs. And like you were saying, you know, Roma is dealing with multiple injuries. They're dealing as, as we said before, Indica being at AFCON, who knows when he will be back seeing as, you know, he could, he could be gone for as much as a month, I believe. So when we're talking here, you know, Dean's already made his Roma debut. He got all of one training session. And then because of an injury, he was forced to come on uh, in, in Roma's Roma's game Sunday. So there was very little, uh, hesitation on Jose Mourinho's part to to bring on his newest newest defender and that's I mean that's a big vote of confidence there too it has to be be, to be immediately uh played in and I didn't know it was an injury actually uh yeah by uh was it Llorente I guess yep so I mean you know case in point there just with the injuries and the depth just almost poetic uh coincidence there but yeah I mean clearly I think you know Roma have a big need for extra cover in the in the center back area, Mourinho recognized that. Um, still, I mean, it's. I think it's still. A, it must have still been a risk for him, you know, at his age, going out on loan to a big club. Because I mean, you know, as the the kids say, talk is cheap. <laughs> I mean, whatever Mourinho said, you know, he'd say, okay, come on loan, and you know, we'll play you, you know, this much and that much. I mean, yeah, talk is cheap. We see so many cases of young players going out alone to you know, club A, club B, club C. And then I don't know, being being kind of a spectator for the most part, and not really getting too much playing time. And it's yeah. it's you know it's a common story, just young players that that's the promise is okay, go out alone, get experience, come back, and you're you know in contention for first team. But often it, it's uh, you, you get the bad end of the spectrum, which is Chelsea, which is you know just farming out players on loan and or, then, or uh, Chelsea these days where they have nothing but young players it seems like yeah 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 exactly yeah so you know uh, it must have still been a risk which means that I mean Mourinho must have had a pretty convincing pitch to to Hassan um, about you know coming on loan and that he must have reasoned that I mean from a assuming that like like we said you know at Fosinoni he would have played a lot assuming that he plays as much at Fosinone or like at Roma, like, you know, 
play against as much playing time. Yeah, of course, Roma is the better, you know, better option for his career to play, like I said, in the Europa League, to play quarterfinals Coppa Italia, to play for a team that's in contention for, well, I mean, I guess top six-ish, you know. You never I mean, truly know with yeah. Roma. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, the biggest thing really is that, you know, that Europa League fixture, which is in just a few weeks, I think. Well, yeah, about a month. Yeah. About just after Valentine's Yeah, after Valentine's Day. So, I mean, that's obviously for his career. I mean, that's a no-brainer. So um, I can understand that from the, you know, career ambition perspective, assuming that he indeed gets to play, you know, significant minutes, which, you know, looks like, uh, I think it's a pretty good chance he will. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like from all indications that Jose Mourinho definitely played a big role in this essentially last minute move, because as as we've heard from multiple Italian media outlets, this was basically agreed upon. And we were just waiting for the, the winter transfer window to officially open before this, you know, Frosinone announced something. So uh, I, I guess, you know, you, you mentioned something that I wanted to get to, you know, the the risk, of course, is that suddenly Indica comes back from AFCON. Chris Smalling eventually comes back healthy. Who knows how how long Yorente will be out? You know, he's he's just you know injured. Uh, we don't know the extent of it uh, as we're recording here. But the risk, of course, is that suddenly he's somewhat buried on on the depth chart like he was at Juventus because he, as we know, he played only 13 minutes before heading out on loan to Roma. So I feel like this this had to be certainly a case of a bigger club coming after him, and that's attractive. But at the same time, you know, how how much, I guess, how, how worried are you that he might not necessarily get as much playing time as, I don't know, maybe maybe they think he might get? Or... Or is this basically getting thrown onto the field after one training session uh, with Roma, a sign of just kind of how how much Jose Mourinho might think of him? Yeah, I mean, I uh, to your first question, I mean, I am a little concerned because I think so much of it hinges on if they go deep in their cup competitions. Um, I think if they do, then I think he will get a decent amount of minutes, enough to make it worth, you know, worth this trouble anyway to go out to Roma alone instead of Fosinone. But if they don't, if they go out against Lazio, go out against Feyenoord, yeah, again, I mean, then you only have the cup, and I, I'm i pretty worried then that he won't get a lot of playing time. And like I said, uh, you know, once AFCON is over, which, yeah, again, I mean, that's what, a month? So that's early February-ish, or, well, I guess mid, mid-February, I should probably know the dates, but um, that's like mid-ish, mid-February. Yeah, once that's all over, then I mean, you still got a pretty good chunk of the season where, yeah, where you have, if again they go out in the cup competitions where they have only one game a week, and then barring any injuries, then yeah, he probably won't be playing a lot. And and you know, I don't I don't fault Roma for bringing him in necessarily. I think it, it makes sense. I mean, they just need they need a stopgap solution. They need some cover just for really for two months yeah. or so. I, I believe, I, I, you know, our friends over at Casey Ditoti, I think when the loan move was made official, I believe uh, our buddy Bren basically descri- described Roma's back line is, quote, nearly threadbare. So that kind of shows you how, uh, how they are. So um, knowing that, I guess Dean coming on after one training session albeit for an injury isn't necessarily that much of a, of a surprise to them knowing it seems like there's just not, <laughs> not much depth knowing uh, who's not there more than who's who is there. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he basically has to hope that I either Smalling and or Juventus are injured or remain injured for, you know, significant enough amount of time for him to make an impression. You know, uh, I mean, if he, like I said, I mean, you know, at least from now, so this is early January, I'll say from now till at least like mid-February, I think he'll get a good amount of games. So basically he has a month to really make an impression. If he, in during that month, really makes enough of an, an impression to be like, let's say, fourth in line at the center back position. So, you know, obviously three center backs and then, you know, fourth or fifth in line or center back position. I mean, I think then you've made it again, you've made it worth your time to go out there instead of closing on it. Um, But if you don't, uh, yeah, then, yeah, then probably not. So, I mean, as with everything in life, it's just, it's a calculated risk. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, a lot of these kinds of things in life, you just have to, um, yeah, just weigh your options and, really do have to gamble. Uh, I think this is a gamble from him. I, I think it is a risk, but on the balance, I think it's a reasonably calculated risk, but still definitely a risk. Yeah, and, and it's just something you don't see between Juventus and Roma all that often. I mean, that's that. I guess that's kind of the, the surprising part with me. You know, we've seen Juventus and Roma buy and sell players uh, a handful of time over the last five, ten years, but in terms of loaning a very young player like Dean is and knowing that, you know, it, it's essentially forced, I, I feel like it's forcing Juventus to make a move to have their own defensive cover in case of uh, injury and or suspensions, hopefully not to the, to the extent of uh, the other suspensions Juventus has had this season. But yeah, it, it definitely is is a risk. And I feel like, uh, you know, he he could be, Looking at his own, and and I thought of this as you as you were talking just now. He could be looking at his own version of a of a kind of a Kenan Yildiz situation where you know Yildiz has gotten suddenly playing time because of injuries, and look at what he's done with it. I mean, for the most part, he has <laughs> you know been one of Juventus's better players when he's been on the field, and from all accounts, you know his Dean's Roma debut. You notice how I'm suddenly staying away from the last name, uh, Dean's Roma debut went really well. And, you know, having watched it, he he looked pretty composed. And it was a lot of what we were saying about him after his senior team debut with Juventus at the San Siro. And you look at it, he has made his two appearances this season at the San Siro against one of Juventus's biggest rivals, and he has made his Roma debut at the Stadio Olimpico, which, as we know, especially these days with Roma, is a pretty <laughs> imposing place to play. So, yeah, talk about being thrown into fire multiple times during both your debuts. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that shows, at least from Juve's perspective, that we are serious about his development, which is good. You know, that is, yeah, that's encouraging. And, you know, going back to kind of the risk part of it, you know, you think about, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Well, for for him, anyway, I'm just thinking about it from his perspective. Well, obviously, the worst that can happen is get, that he gets an ACL injury or something. But it's um, just, Look at where he's now playing his home games. You know, knock on knock on wood here, and I certainly yes, am yes. With, with my desk right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, now, now you've got that fear of God into me, Chucks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't, you know, don't want to manifested or yes. speaking to, into to quote Sam, you don't want to tempt the th- the was it tempt the wrath of the thing atop the thing i don't know I, yeah, I don't yeah know indeed. Words, something like that 
<laughs> but uh, you know, assuming he stays fit and all that, which I mean, I'm relatively confident he will. I guess the worst that hap- that can happen is that you know he basically doesn't play any minutes. But I mean, it's a dry loan, so he'll just come back. And assuming that Juve is still serious about his development, and knowing that you know Danilo is what thirty three or something, and Alexander, I mean, surely he's on the way out. He should basically come back and be in contention for you know at least being fourth center back, you know, into the three, five, two. So, you know, assuming that again, assuming that the club is still serious about keeping him in the picture and, and developing him as we have with Yildiz, I think, you know, there's not too much downside of, of this happening, of, of this loan move. And like I said, I mean, I think at the very least he should get some pretty good playing time for the next month and a half. So then that's what, so like mid February, February, Worst case, mid-February till, I mean, I guess, what, the season ends in May-ish? So, like, three months, he, like, doesn't get much playing time. That's, like, the worst case scenario, which, I mean, it's not ideal, but, I mean, it could be much worse. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at it, I mean, he, like Yildiz, you know, he's been very much fast-tracked. You know, I mean, this this point last year, he was essentially just on the cusp, I believe, if my memory is right, just kind of on the cusp of, hit the promotion to the next gen team, if not just there. So he really doesn't have very many, you know, senior team appearances, even in, even in the Italian third division under his belt. And from what I can remember, it's not like he was, I mean, you know, it might be a byproduct of not playing much at all with, with the, with, with the big club in the first half of the season, but those, those appearances with the next-gen team weren't exactly hugely impressive. So, I mean, for him, it's really, you know, I, I feel like this is about as big of a stage as he could get that's not at Juventus and maybe not at one of the the true, you know, big, 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 big clubs at, in Italy to really just kind of show that he can he can hang. And you don't want to forget that he's, he's still 18 years old, and I believe he's not 19 until – Towards the end of the season, so you know this is this is going to be him learning, not only on the fly, but just him really trying to get get as much you know time under his belt before he hopefully comes back in in good shape over the summer and and has himself in position to to be a a bigger contributor for Juventus next season. Right, right. He is so young. I mean, he's eighteen. We, it's, you know, it's we wild. often lose. Yeah, we often lose perspective about that as fans. Um, in football, you know, we see like a young player come up, and then we think, you know, if he's not, I don't know, if he's not Messi or uh, or Maldini or or you know, uh, 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 Pirlo or Kenny <laughs> Yildiz or uh, or an Andrea Pirlo after you know age 20 or at age 20 or age 21 yeah. then he's he's a failure and we should write him off i mean i think that's just you know ridiculous i mean look at even a player like weston mckinney who we had basically he was as, as good as sold as good as written off as a player and he's come back now and been honestly i think one of the best players in the team so far you know player i mean people always have time to recover you know any kind of yeah problems so yeah then that's why i think if you're going to take a risk like that for a move like this, I mean, do it when you're young, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of um, the stock market. And I know that's an odd parallel, but I will explain. I'm interested <laughs> to see where you're going with this. Uh, well, you know, the, the general rule of thumb with like stocks and like, you know, just your portfolio and stuff is 
the younger you are, the more risk you can take in your portfolios, the more stocks you can have, the more, you know, yeah, just the kind of, yeah, the heavier your portfolio can be weighted towards stocks rather than bonds. And then the older you get, the more that should reverse. So you should go for more sure and safer, you know, investments rather than the more uh, volatile ones. I think the same thing here is is the case with, with Hudson and just in general with young players. I think the younger you are, the more you can afford to take a, you know, maybe slightly risky loan slash permanent move to clubs, you know, versus as you get older and older. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think just that keeping that into perspective, he is really him and Yildiz are just 18 years old. Yildiz just got, I guess, lucky that Geza got injured um, enough times for him to, you know, play. But to his credit, he absolutely took advantage of that to, you know, full force. Harrison didn't get quite as lucky with injuries there. I mean, Bremer had basically hasn't been injured um, this season. Uh, Danilo was injured for a little bit and then, you know, it's gotten back and basically been fit. And Gatti also has basically been fit all season too. So, you know, he's just been unlucky there that there really haven't been too many, too many injuries at the back. And also that, you know, again, contrasting him with Yuldis, Flavic has been kind of in and out with injuries. And again, Chiesa has been kind of injured. And Milik is obviously good, but I mean, he's not, you know, he's meant to be a backup. So there's way more of a gap, just injuries and form-wise at the at the attack rather than, you know, at the, at the back. So that, and yeah. The, and also one there. other and one other thing, Juventus aren't playing Champions League. So yeah. the schedule just simply isn't as busy and doesn't call for as much squad rotation as right. we've seen in you know years prior because you you think about it you know all of those midweek games you know there's there's six of them during during the first few months of the season you know who who knows how max would play it when it comes to squad rotation if Juve were in the champions league or in europe in general right. compared yeah. to compared to what we're seeing this season because you know we, we talked about it uh what was it a few weeks ago before Juve played for it was like could this be a game to do actual squad rotation well, it wasn't, but you look at a Copa Italia game, and guess what? Squad rotation, because yeah. that is <laughs> that's the unwritten bylaws of the Copa Italia. You get squad rotation, but uh, unfortunately, Dean wasn't involved in there. Well, Chucks, do you have anything to say about uh, the young Dutchman before we wrap things up? Hey, go score some goals. I know you're a defender, but hell, hopefully, prevent some, some goals too. <laughs> no, no, I think he'll. I think he's in. I can't believe I'm saying this about Mourinho, but I think he's in good hands with Mourinho. Just, just because he is a more defense-oriented coach, puts more attention to the defense. I think he'll learn. Um, I think he'll learn more from you know, more, or well, I would say learn more than Allegri, but I think he will learn more with a coach like Allegri or with a coach like Mourinho at Roma rather than instead of like with Di, Di Francesco, Sabio uh, Di Francesco at Fosinone. You know, I think obviously he would have gotten playtime and all of that, but I think yeah. he'll learn more from Mourinho, um, such an experienced like defensive coach um, at Roma. So yeah, I think he'll. Uh, regardless, I all things considered, I think he'll come back better, better off. Well, to wrap things up, we can say uh, Dean Huysen. Huysen, I I'm butchering it, Chucks. You're you're you've lived in the Netherlands. I, I, I found with names I sort of ish can pronounce can't, slash can't pronounce. That I'll just like choose one pronunciation that I think is good enough that shows my effort, and I'm like, all right, I'm just running with this. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just stick with Dean. Well, Dean Dean has one Roma appearance to his name, and in that game, as we saw play out, Jose Mourinho 
sent off. So yeah. on that note, uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. As always, you can uh, follow us uh, on social media at uh, Juventus Nation on Twitter, also on Facebook and Instagram. Follow the Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN on Twitter, fansfirstsports.com for all the other podcasts around the network. Uh, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice five-star friendly and a review. So, for Chucks, right on the leadoff spot. For Sam, for Sergio, and producer Couch, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs>